0: Hello, writers. Happy New Year. I am so glad to be with you in a year that is not 2020. Even though I know we still have a tough road ahead, I really feel a renewed sense of possibility. And I hope that you do too. This episode is the second part of a two-part series on goal setting for writers. If you haven't already listened to episode 20, clarifying the big picture, I strongly urge you to do that now and then come back to this episode. Having a clear idea of the project you're going to be working on is really essential before getting into the specifics. Otherwise, it's kind of like, I don't know, following a recipe with only a list of the ingredients. I'm excited to share with you today a three-step process for getting specific about what you are going to work on and when. This is where the actual work gets done, where you begin to see pages filling with words, creating momentum that'll sustain you as you go from the beginning to the end, with a million revisions in between, of course. Are you excited, nervous, doubtful, all of the above? (laughs) Perfect. That's how it should be. Let's get to it. Welcome to episode 21. I'm Stephanie Detlefs, writer and book coach, and this is the Hello Writers podcast. Together we'll discover inspiration, motivation, and practical tools to take into your writing life right now. Welcome. It might seem like no coincidence that these two goal setting episodes landed on the podcast list at episodes 20 and 21, just in time for a fresh new year 2021. But in fact, it is a complete and totally fun coincidence that made me so happy when I realized it. In these dark times, I think we need to look for the small things that make us smile, don't you? I'd like to quickly remind you that although this process of goal setting might seem like it's only worth doing if you're at the beginning of a new project, it's actually a really useful exercise no matter where you are in the process. So if you're in the middle of a project, please stay with me and consider giving these steps a try. I want to start with a quick review of episode 20, part one of this two-part series. But again, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and do so. In that episode, I asked you to clarify the big picture of your writing project. This involves three steps, defining your project, identifying why you must write this project and write it now, and understanding your ideal reader. You can find a detailed worksheet to help you answer those questions at hellowriters.net slash 20. Today, we're going to actually decide when you are going to write and what you will write each time. This is a process I've outlined before back in episode 10, so it may sound familiar. But as you've probably noticed, I have no problem repeating myself when it comes to things I know will help you get your writing done. So just like in part one, clarifying the big picture, part two, which is getting specific, has three steps to follow. But instead of asking you to reflect on your project, I'm asking you to get out your calendar and commit to writing sessions. The first thing I want you to do is to commit to writing at least four hours per week. Four hours each week is enough time to build momentum and grow your word count, while also being a small enough time to fit into the small empty spaces in your day or to rearrange your life around it without too much effort. If you're thinking that's not enough time or that you have more available time than that, hang tight, because I'll address that in a minute. Now, I personally like routine and predictability in my schedule, so I tend to plan my four hours at the same time each week. But not everyone is like me in that way, and that's fine. There is no requirement that they be at the same time of the same day each week. Every week could be different if that's what works for you. You can break these four hours up in whatever way works best for you. Four one-hour sessions, eight half-hour sessions, one four-hour session, one one one-hour session, and a three-hour session. It does not matter. Just a total of four hours within a seven-day period. Now, perhaps you're someone who has more than four hours to spare and wants to increase the time each week. That's just fine. But I want to urge you to be cautious about scheduling extensive writing sessions. Think about it like going for a run. If you haven't been running in a long time, a three-hour run might not be the best place to start. Writing takes a similar type of endurance that needs to be built up over time, You might also find that you have limits, no matter how consistently you write. I personally tend to wind down a writing session after a couple of hours at the most. So step one is to commit to writing four hours minimum each week. Step two is to put those four hours a week on your calendar between now and 60 days from now. So you'll do this eight times. 60 days or eight weeks isn't just an arbitrary number. Let me tell you why I recommend it. First of all, it's far enough out to be able to develop a habit of writing, but it's not so far away that you won't have some sense of what your weeks will look like. I'd never ask you to schedule out a year from now because who knows what you'll be doing then, but five or six or seven, even eight weeks from now, chances are pretty good that you have a general idea of your daily routines. So yes, step two is to actually add your four hours per week for eight weeks or 60 days to whatever calendar that you use for appointments and the like. Don't just visualize it in your mind, actually write it down or type it in. So if we do that math, you'll have a minimum of 32 hours of writing on your schedule for the next two months ready for you to show up and do it. Which brings us to step three deciding on a goal for each writing session. Now, you may be unsure of what will need to be written three weeks from now, which is why you should plan your writing in advance, like I've talked about in several previous episodes. There are three types of goals you might assign to a writing session. So let's say you've scheduled to write next Tuesday at 7am for one hour. You might set a word count goal, say 500 words, or a number of pages to complete. If you've done the advanced planning of the key plot points, you could assign that writing session to writing half of a specific scene or chapter, for example. There really isn't a right way to do this, but there is a less effective way to set goals. I urge my clients and other writers not to just set a time goal, such as write for two hours because chances are good that you're going to use part of that time to try to decide what to write. It's better to set a result-oriented goal. What will you have to show for those two hours? If you know that you're going to show up and write 500 words on chapter two, that's what you're going to do, and there's no question when you arrive other than what are the words that need to come out, which is a separate challenge, of course. So let's take a minute and review these three steps for getting specific about how you will meet your goal of writing a specific project. First, commit to writing a minimum of four hours each week. Second, plug those hours into your calendar for the next 60 days or eight weeks. Finally, set a specific goal for each of those writing sessions. I recommend adding it right into your calendar so there's no question about what you will be working on. Tuesday, 7 a.m., 500 words on chapter 2. Okay, a couple of frequently asked questions. Yes, the schedule is adjustable. Life happens, things happen, schedules need to be changed sometimes. But just make sure that if you do bump or miss a scheduled writing session, do put it back on your calendar within the week. Don't let yourself get into the habit or mindset that your writing isn't as important as any other appointment that you'd make. Also, what if you finish writing something early, or you're behind where you thought you'd be as far as word count, page count, or completed sections of the story? No big deal. You've written down your goal for each session, but you can always adjust it. My strong recommendation, though, is that you make those changes in advance, not in the moment. In the moment, changes are usually emotional and impulsive rather than conscious decision making. And what if you finish a project before the end of a 60-day period? That's so awesome. First, do a celebratory dance for sure. Then go back to part one and clarify the big picture of your next project and fill in the rest of your scheduled writing sessions by following these steps for the new project. Finally, what happens when the 60 days are up? You've got it. You do the whole process over again. So I give you a lot of information really quickly here today, and chances are you weren't sitting with a paper and pencil taking notes. So I've created a handout to accompany this episode, and you can download it at hellowriters.net 21. If these steps we've gone through today have felt overwhelming or especially daunting, it's likely that it's because you're feeling stuck in the first part, which is clarifying the big picture. When the big picture isn't clear, the practical steps seem impossible. If this sounds like you, I invite you to sign up for an Unstick Your Story consultation with me. This one-time questionnaire and call can provide so much clarity around anything that is holding you back, whether it's your mindset or the story itself. So let's talk. Learn more at hellowriters.net stuck. That's hellowriters.net stuck. Writers, what I want more than anything is for you to get your stories out into the world this year. I am here for you, championing you, supporting you in any way I can, because your stories matter, and it's time to get them written in 2021. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hello Writers podcast. I hope you found today's episode meaningful for your writing life. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. To learn more, visit HelloWriters.net.